5: Follow
0: the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss
3: and Pauly Howard on v Follow the money on a Friday morning, Black Friday. Sean King, Matt Human's in here sitting in for Paul Howard and Mitch Moss. It's kind of like, Sean, you've been a starting quarterback. And, uh, you know, I played some quarterback, too, when I was younger in uh, football. Now we're backup quarterbacks today.
2: Yeah, we are. And I'm also fan number one, my alma mater today. Win and we're in. That's right. Noon Eastern kick. I'm out of a jacket because I'm in my two-lane sweatshirt. Roll wave. Let's go. Green wave. We'll talk about that. A lot
3: of college football on today's show. Great guest lineup. Nigel Seeley. Live from
2: where? Qatar. I'm going with Qatar. <laughs> if I'm pronouncing it wrong, charge it to my head, not my heart. It looks like Qatar when yeah. I read it, so I'm going with Qatar, man.
3: We had a debate before the show. There are three different ways it was proposed <laughs> to us. You can pronounce Qatar Qatar, or Qatar would be uh, supposedly the proper pronunciation. Nigel Seeley live from there today from the World Cup. It's going to be great to have him on. Hour number two, Aaron Renning, professional sports better from Vegas, going to talk. Association, also NFL and college football. And the final hour today, how about this? Tim Brando, he's going to be fired up. I predict that. He's going to be talking about Lane Kiffin and the SEC. And Jimmy Ott from Bet Rivers and ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, who you know, uh, Sean, a friend of ours. He's got to uh-huh. be fired up, Matt. I mean... Jimmy's got to be fired up, when too. When LSU yeah. lost LSU to, to FSU...
2: Yeah. To start the year, if you would have said you guys are in a win-and-in situation in the SEC championship, Didn't the majority it? of that fan base would have looked at you like you were crazy, and that's where LSU really sits. LSU's already in the SEC championship. I and bet- I was talking college football playoff.
3: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> because football. they yeah. lost to Florida State. Yeah. They were like, yeah. oh, we hired the wrong guy. Now, if they win, they're going to be in. You know, I bet LSU's win total over six and a half, and after I lost to Florida State, I'm like, man, I'm going to be sweating this out. No sweat, No sweat. No sweat. What a coaching job. Nine wins for uh, Brian Kelly in his debut season in Baton Rouge. All right, let's get to uh, football on Thanksgiving, and we're going to kick it off with Patriots-Vikings. A little bit of controversy in Minneapolis last night. Mitch Moss, regular host of the show, tweeted last night, going to need a refund on Patriots plus three. And he put it up there with a video of Hunter Henry's TD catch in the fourth quarter, where it sure appeared to be a TD catch. It was reviewed, overruled, said when he went to the ground, he did not control the ball, touched the ground, popped loose in his hands. He he made a two-handed grab. Sean, I guess by the letter of the law, you can argue that it was a proper overturn by the officials. But I don't know anyone who watched this game who didn't have a bet on the Vikings or was a Vikings fan who said, "Okay, that's a good call. I like it because it sure as heck looked like a touchdown pass, Uh, even after you watched the replay thirty times." I thought Hunter Henry made a great play. He had control of the ball, broke the plane, comes down, hits the ground. Never really lost control of the ball when he hit the ground. But it's overruled. Patriots kick a field goal. Get a instead of a touchdown and they lose by seven instead of four.
2: Now, Mitch had a ticket that he wanted to refund, was it Paulie? Mitch had a Patriots plus three so ticket. So I feel three. bad for Mitch because I don't like any of our guys here at Visa to lose their bets. But I was also raised by Tony Dungy. We had a sign in the locker room. It said, no excuses, no explanations. So for anybody that thinks that altered the game, that was the first down play. They were on the 15, so mm-hmm. who's to say that the subsequent second and third down, at that time, Minnesota had kind of gained the momentum in the game. I will say this, though, Matt. Even though Minnesota won, I just don't believe in the Vikings. I mean, that defense was atrocious for the majority of that Mm -hmm. game. Uh, They couldn't run the ball. Uh, I mean, they couldn't gain two, three yards, you know, on any particular run. So, I see a lot of deficiencies for this Vikings team. I actually had the Vikings in this game. So, of course, I was on the edge of my seat. But I'm not going to blame it on the Adam Thielen play. Um, Officiating across the board yesterday, probably left a little bit to be desired uh, at the end of the day, Patriots had an opportunity to close that game out. I know Bill Belichick probably has the entire team in a meeting right now because his baby is special teams. And if we're being honest, it wasn't a blown call to Adam Thielen. It was the Patriots special teams mm-hmm. across the board that cost them that game.
3: Well, if you look at the Patriots, Mac Jones passed for 382 yards. I thought a pretty good performance by Mac. But in the red zone, Patriots 0 for 3 in terms of getting touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> You had the replay reversal on the Henry uh, apparent touchdown. Five defensive penalties led to Minnesota first downs. It was a sloppy game. Three for 10 on third down. And the defense, which had been uh, a shutdown defense in the past uh, couple games, allowed 358 total yards to the Vikings. Uh, So you're right. And also, the Hunter Henry play was in the late third quarter, by the way. Mm -hmm. And the Patriots went scoreless in the fourth quarter. So you can't cry too much if you had the Pats. And the points last night, 33-26. I did not like the replay on the Hunter Henry. I hated it. In fact, I hated the overturn on the Hunter Henry apparent touchdown, but that's the NFL today.
2: And, and, uh, and, and you know what? The Patriots' defense, I think, was, was was vastly overrated. Since October 2nd, here are the quarterbacks they face, Matt. Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Justin Fields, before he turned into, like, that kind of was his coming out game, Justin. running the football, but no one's afraid of him sitting in the pocket. You know, blitzkrieging yeah. you for, for 500 yards. They like Michael Vick in his prime against the right. Patriots that night. They got Zach Wilson twice and Sam yeah. Ellinger. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the stats or statistics were kind of, you know, jaded in their favor based on the level of competition. Kirk Cousins, take your hat off to him. He's taking a lot of criticism, justifiably so, for his performances in primetime games. But I thought Kirk really stood in there and made some plays down the stretch to help the Vikings secure the win.
3: Yeah, 33-26 to final, and it flies over the total, uh, too. And I think there was... <laughs> All three games went over. <laughs> right. It was a high-scoring Thanksgiving. And uh, I think there was sharper money on the unders yesterday. But that's good for the public when you get uh, games flying over the total. And that one did in terms of 42-and-a-half, uh, even with the Patriots going scoreless in the fourth quarter. Anyway, the Vikings bounced back from that 40-3 loss, that embarrassing loss to the Cowboys the previous week. So uh, they're back... To nine and two, as um, we head into uh, the meet of uh, Week Twelve into the weekend, Vikings nine and two, and the uh, Patriots six and five. I want to ask you uh, quickly, quick quiz question here, Sean King. Thanks or no thanks? It's a Thanksgiving theme. Thanks or no thanks? The Patriots are a playoff team. No
2: thanks. No thanks. No uh, that's thanks. what I thought you would say. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh,
3: toughest Dallas. division
2: in football. We thought it was going to be yeah. the AFC West, I but know. it's actually AFC East.
3: AFC East. No question. NFC East is tough, too, and the Cowboys at the top of that, uh, almost at the top of that division, trying to get to the top. The Eagles are uh, on top right now. Uh, but the Cowboys uh, yesterday come back from a 13-7 halftime deficit with uh, 21 straight points in the second half. But we have point spread drama. We have shenanigans at the end of this game, Sean King. And if uh, you laid the points with the Cowboys – it might have ruined your uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Daniel Jones drive the, drives the Giants 64 yards in a minute, and his TD pass with eight seconds left puts the score over the total and gets the Giants in the back door, 28 to 20. And uh, somebody who took 10 with the Giants, that turned uh, that turned it into a happy Thanksgiving for me, Sean King. Yeah, I thought at halftime I was sitting in pretty good position with the Giants. Up six, but, man, things fell apart quickly in the second half.
2: Yeah, I was on here peacocking yesterday. Uh, (laughs) I kept telling everyone that would listen. This game had Giants cover written all over it. I thought, actually, Giants would have a chance to win outright. Mm -hmm. It's just a microcosm of how the NFL season has gone. Dallas looked spectacular last week versus the Vikings. Giants got beat up from start to finish versus the Lions at home. Yeah. Looks like the Giants are showing up with a JV team, 13-7 at the half. Yep. This looked like a game that the Giants were going to actually win outright. And I I, I really question, and I'm a big Brian Daybo fan, but I just don't get going for it backed up in a one-point game on fourth down. A great play call. Daniel Jones turned into Daniel Jones. He's got Barkley wide open. He throws it in the dirt, but – to me, that kind of gave yeah. Dallas the momentum. So I don't feel bad if he had Dallas because this looked like a Giants cover the entire game, you know, and um, I had plus 10, so I was, I I was rooting for it. I feel bad for people that had the under. I don't feel bad for the people that had Dallas. Puts it over the total with eight <laughs> seconds left. Over the total, 45.5.
3: And, a half. and uh, Daniel Jones, late TD pass, does it for the underdog and the over. 28 20 in Dallas. Yesterday, Dak Prescott with two picks in that game, and that helped keep the Giants in it. Saquon Barkley has been shut down in the last two games, Sean King, and uh, the Giants aren't going to do much offensively when that happens. He had 15 carries for 22 yards against the Lions, and that loss the previous week, and 11 carries for 39 yards against the Cowboys. So Dallas defense shuts down Saquon Barkley. Let's uh, wrap it up in Detroit where the day started, and uh, wow, this is a great finish. And again, Dan Campbell and the Lions find a way to lose a game This time, it doesn't even have to go to overtime. Uh, It looked like we were headed there. The Bills, 28-25 on a Tyler Bass field goal with two seconds left. And the uh, Bills went three plays, 48 yards, and 21 seconds to set up the winner.
2: You know, it's interesting, uh, and this is kind of a big-picture thought, Matt, and I've had to learn this, you know, been in Mm -hmm. broadcasting since I stopped playing. When you have a narrative going into a season, and you have overwhelming information that that narrative is wrong, if you're objective, you have to change your opinion. So I don't want to see anybody that has Buffalo in the top three of their power rankings because they're a very average football team right now, outplayed by the Lions, physical by the Lions. Obviously, something's wrong with Josh Allen. But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, come on, Dan Campbell. I mean, you're down three. You're at home. You're playing for the field goal. From the start of that drive, Detroit was trying to position themselves for the field goal. All right, Sean King, you're fired up about the World Cup. I couldn't get start, get
3: you to stop talking about it right before the show. Uh, all soccer fans, lace up your cleats, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. The World Cup's in full swing. Now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get in on all of the action. BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. We come back, win some, lose some.
0: Stay tuned. Win some, Lose Some
4: presented by Bacardi Spiced Rum. Bacardi Spiced Rum blended with natural flavors and spices for a bold yet smooth taste. Please drink responsibly.
1: Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they?
0: Loser! You're a loser!
1: Polly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Winsome Lose Some.
3: All right, Polly Howard, Mitch Moss off today. Matt and Sean King here on uh, Follow the Money. Let's go to Win some. Jamal Williams to score the first touchdown, 9-1 to one odds, halfway through the first quarter, a two-yard run by Williams, puts the Lions up
2: 7-0. I made an impulse play here, Matt. One of my three-player props yesterday was Jamal Williams' anytime touchdown. And right after I clicked it, I said, you know what, let me just throw a little bit on the first touchdown score, too. So, uh, way to go, Jamal. How about
3: Isaiah McKenzie to score a TD anytime a plus 205. He scored the next touchdown of that game for the Bills.
2: Now congrats to anyone that had Isaiah McKenzie. I'm not a huge fan of his right now because I had Gabe Davis over receiving yards. And because of the breakout performance by McKenzie, mm-hmm. Gabe didn't quite get there.
3: DJ Shark scoring an anytime
2: TD at almost three to one. Yeah, doing more in Detroit than he ever did in Jacksonville. I know there's some Jaguar fans yeah. out there like, where was this? How about Zeke Elliott to score the first touchdown, five to one yesterday? Yeah, that man, I had time. Zeke too. Good to see Zeke back. He looks healthy. Dallas is better with both of them than they are with only one. So Elliott and Pollard trying to make their claim for elite tandem. You know, Zeke actually uh, looked a little bit better than Tony
3: Pollard yesterday. At least he did. better numbers, and that hasn't happened too often in the last uh, two or three seasons. Dalton Schultz to score two or more TDs. Seventeen to one odds.
2: <laughs> like some people are happy with Dalton, some people aren't. I mean, if you had the two plus touchdown, which I can't imagine a lot of people had, this you're happy. But how you score two touchdowns, Dalton, but don't go over your receiving yards prop? Come on, big dog. Also had Rich James scoring
3: anytime TD at about five to one plus four seventy five. Justin Jefferson, you know this is going to be a popular bet.
2: <clears throat> yeah, he's is he a- the
3: best receiver in the NFL right now.
2: Yeah, Tyreek Hill probably would argue, <laughs> and Jamar Chase probably be whispering in the back, but I mean, Justin Jefferson, he's getting it done. Jamar Chase can't argue while he's on the sideline. I think he's back this week,
3: man. I know. He's back <laughs> to practice, but he's been on the sideline for a while. Justin Jefferson, by the way, scored the first TD, plus 750. Wow, seems like a good number, right? No doubt. Nelson Aguilar to score an anytime TD, 5-1. to TJ Hawkinson, anytime TD, plus 215. Hunter Henry
2: to score a touchdown anytime, plus 425. I mean, didn't Nelson Aguilar play with Matt Leinart? I mean, <laughs> does he ever get old? I mean, uh, I know it's one catch he wish he had back, that corner ball at the end of the game, but uh, shout-out Nelson Aguilar, still doing it.
3: Uh, how about Mac Jones? I mentioned he passed for 382 yards. Mac to have the most passing yards on Thanksgiving, plus 650. That's Winsome.
2: By the way, great prop by MGM and DraftKings with the passing yards, receiving yards, and rushing yards. This one caught me off guard. I wouldn't have taken Mac Jones' Fourth or fifth day. I don't so think many people would have bet.
3: <laughs> how many people would have bet Zeke Elliott to have the most rushing yards on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Not many. Fifteen to one, the payoff there. Justin Jefferson to have the most receiving yards on Thanksgiving, four to one. The Vikings to be the highest scoring team on Thanksgiving, plus seven fifty. The Giants to be the lowest-scoring team on Thanksgiving, plus 175. We had some high-scoring games yesterday. Now,
2: the Giants to be the lowest-scoring team. We kind of saw that one happening. I mean, uh, I saw a couple guys out there with king and humans on the back of their jerseys (laughs) because the Giants have been Mm -hmm. decimated by injuries. They have been. They're
3: they're a beat-up team right now. But uh, like you said, I had a feeling they were going to show up and uh, give the Cowboys all they can handle. By the way, the the Cowboys –
2: Now 11-1 in the last 12 against the Giants. And those division games, Matt, they're just always tough. No matter what it looks like on the surface, those teams know each other in and out. They play each other twice a year. Those games are generally always competitive.
3: And the Cowboys have had a poor track record of covering on Thanksgiving. In fact, a year ago, they were beat by the Raiders on Thanksgiving. All right, College Soup, Siena Moneyline, plus 330 against Florida State. Rough start to the season. For Leonard Hamilton and the Seminoles and Washington, plus 425 against St. Mary's. Huskies
2: won late last night in overtime, 68-64. to uh, 64. I felt like I missed out on that St. Mary's-Washington game. I didn't like St. Mary's double digits. I know yeah. they're a good team, but instead of playing Washington, I just left the game alone. I should have switched sides. I was right there with you. I was watching it last night thinking, you know, Washington's probably catching too many points, never
3: bet it, but uh, that's okay. Can't sometimes uh, – you benefit from not making that bet, yeah. and sometimes you regret it. But uh, anyway, I'm okay with that from uh, last night. You actually get a good lineup in uh, college hoops on a Friday. College football, college hoops on Black Friday is going to be good. How about this? I win some video. A dog gets an owner a beer. This is my kind of dog. <laughs> All right, so he's done with his bush light. He sends the, uh, what is that, a golden retriever? What is that? <laughs> this is a lot. He man. goes to the. <laughs> He's got a rope on the refrigerator. He pulls out the beer, hands it to the owner. That's perfect. I and mean, he shuts the refrigerator door.
2: I think Good it does dog. limit where you can put your cold cuts in the refrigerator, though. Because if the <laughs> dog is smart when the owner's not looking, you might go get him a slice of ham. That reminds me of the
3: movie Shooters. You've probably never seen it. Mark Wahlberg. Was yeah, right? yeah. I think. Uh, Great movie. In that movie, he trains his dog to run to the refrigerator and grab a bottle of Budweiser and bring it he to does. him. does. All right, uh, lose some could have been if you bet the Cowboys, if you laid the points or played the under you in know, the uh, game in Dallas yesterday. That I, was a tough one. I've
2: takes. seen more of these videos of people not understanding how dangerous frying a turkey could be when you have no business frying a turkey. This is a deep fried turkey disaster. Sean, give us a play by play. I mean, guys, well, I mean, are you serious? I mean, listen, you can go to YouTube for a lot of things, but some things, man, you just can't take from YouTube and implement in real life. If you've never fried a turkey, how about let's start in the kitchen? Like, grab me a chicken wing or something. Like, get yourself familiar with that grease and what it can do once it turns hot. Here we go. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Burn the house down. Okay,
3: and that next one is a a turkey sees a turkey in the oven. A live turkey looks in the oven, sees a turkey in there. (laughs) It's like, man.
2: Uh You're glad that's not me. Let me give you a heads up, big dog. Run. Fast. <laughs> Here we and go the last one,
3: fried turkey again.
2: <laughs> we got another deep
3: fried turkey disaster.
2: First of all, you got to get a bigger pot. Oh, oh my man. my gosh. That. That's called a grease fire. Rachel okay, fire, folks? Grease fire. That means yeah. you have too much grease in the bucket, the pan, whatever you want to call it. Like when you no put no the turkey in, if it's too much grease, it's going to spill over. That's called a grease fire. It's oh, wow. very dangerous.
3: Did you cook your own turkey?
2: Yeah. We had six. We had, six. Had a big, we had a big group. We, we uh, shared Thanksgiving with a couple families. I didn't do this, I promise, Matt. I did not do this. Sean,
3: win some, lose some. Presented by Bacardi Spiced Rum. Please drink responsibly.
2: Drink any rum
3: on Thanksgiving?
2: I didn't. I had uh, two glasses of Jack Daniels, and then uh, my hydration ended after that because uh, I knew I had to be here at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, we are in Las Vegas, uh, seven to ten East Coast, but it is definitely 4 a.m. to 7 a.m.
3: out in Vegas. Uh just like you, I was at a Thanksgiving party last night. Drank some Budweiser, some High West whiskey. Had to cut it off a little before midnight, start prepping for the show, slept for 45 minutes and rolled in here
2: yeah. and see you. How
3: well, much
2: sleep did you get? I got about four hours, but, but it was because good. I made a conscientious decision. I, I was sitting there. Uh, I think the uh, NFL games had just ended, actually, at the Egg Bowl was going off. I was like, am I going to stay and watch Washington St. Mary's? Or am I going to take it in? I went ahead right. and did the right thing. Hey, we're going to hear from Bill Belichick. Let's do that. It's... Uh,
3: Belichick talks? You know, what's that? <laughs> he talks? He didn't talk much. But, you know, you and I were talking in the opening segment about the Hunter Henry touchdown reversal. Belichick's not the type of guy who's going to make excuses, right? You said Tony Dungy was uh, the guy who taught you no excuses. What else? No explanations. No explanations. Yeah. So let's hear from Bill Belichick when he was asked about the reversal of what appeared to be a touchdown catch by Hunter Henry. Why don't you guys go to the officials with your pool reporter and ask them about the play? i let them explain it to you, right? Like, isn't that what you do? Thank you. That's it. Simple enough.
2: Sometimes the simple things are the most profound. I, for the life of me, and this has kind of been a pet peeve of mine, having been a former professional athlete, mm-hmm. having been a former coach, why aren't the officials put in front of the media post-game sure. just like the coaches and players are? Coach has to get there and explain why he went for it on fourth down in that situation. Player has to explain why he made said decision. Why aren't the officials held to that same standard? I think we get more consistency if, you had, if officials know they had to put a face and a name to some of these calls.
3: I read the uh, quotes from the pool reporter who uh, questioned the official, and I can't tell you that it was very convincing. It was basically the explanation is the ball was jarred loose when his uh, when his hands hit the ground, mm-hmm. which is obvious, but he never lost control of the ball. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that, to me, that was the key. He always had control of it. I thought
2: that particular situation is very very personal to me because of the Bert Emanuel situation, mm-hmm. cost us the NFC Championship. Well, I think the uh, I think a lot of football fans
3: are are tired of those type of situations where that was like a five minute review too. <laughs> it seemed to take forever last night, but you can't cry about it. You win some, you lose some and the uh, Vikings got the win last night. Quick break. We come back. We're going to talk uh, more NFL after we visit with Nigel Seeley, who is at the World Cup, and you don't want to miss this.
0: This is Follow the Money on vCEN.
3: Sean King's fired up about soccer. If you're like Sean King, lace up your cleats and go to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the World Cup in full swing, now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on the action. Nigel Seeley. Having some uh, connection issues right now from Qatar. I mean, it's just around the corner. What could go wrong? Yeah, I don't know.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought it was 50-50. I was hoping we'd get the uh, right side of the coin flip on this one, but it looks like we're going to have to try to connect with him later in the show, and uh, hopefully we can. I think um, I think we got a good chance to get him on an hour number two. Now, you're a
2: traveler at this point uh-huh. in your life. You go different places. We're going to talk about your experiences over in Maui. You got to see some great college basketball a world cup is that like i'm already planning for the next world cup four years from now am i booking those flights now because you kind of don't really know until your team qualifies right book a flight four years in advance can you i don't know because there's a lot of people there my point (laughs) right you know Uh so like it has got to be some like significant planning you don't just decide okay on a tuesday we're going to qatar on a saturday and stay for two weeks 3.30? Three thirty,
3: yeah. Three thirties most days. You can book in advance. Our producer and sometimes host here at BSN, Dustin Swettleson just said three hundred and thirty oh. days. Oh, okay. You're out. I get it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think what you do when you when you plan those
2: trips is you start saving your money
3: because that's not going to be a cheap trip. Yeah, and man. you got
2: to stay for a while, right? What's it? What's a group take? A two weeks basically. To I don't get know. All four,
3: all three games in. From what I've read about this, I would be pretty upset if I actually save saved my money to make this trip because I'm hearing there are no beer sales and there are very few bathrooms. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of issues over there with the, the fans at this World Cup. And, uh, you know, Sean, I'm not planning any trips to World Cup soccer. Events
2: <laughs> it is kind of uh, one of those things I, I like, like to, to go experience, to- but
3: I want to get in uh, and out. I don't right. want to stay for like two weeks. I like to go to college basketball tournaments. College football games and golf tournaments; those are the best uh, sports trips, as far as I'm Speaking concerned. Speaking of college basketball and maybe tournaments, maybe some baseball games in the summer. How was Maui? Hey, Maui was great. Actually, it always is. The weather was outstanding, but the the the, the college hoops was um, first class because it was a really good tournament. And um, and I'm not boasting or patting myself on the back, but I said on VSim before I went, I was playing Arizona at three to one odds to win the tournament. I like the team. I like to draw. It's hard to find much odds value in these holiday tournaments, but I thought 3-1 to one was a fair price on the Cats. And uh, they lived up, to, lived up to the hype. I think they've exceeded expectations already because this is a team that lost, I think, no, Mathurin uh, is up for rookie of the year, yeah. yeah. It was a top-ten pick, and he wondered how quickly Tommy Lloyd could uh, reload at Arizona. But he did a great job last year. He took over a program.
2: For, kind a, of a scandal, huh? you yeah. know, somewhat know, guys regime. were transferring out. Yeah. He
3: had to uh, totally rebuild the thing or reload the thing almost overnight when uh, Sean Miller was uh, given the boot. But Tommy Tommy Lloyd's a great coach. He was a longtime uh, right-hand man to Mark Few at Gonzaga. He's not only a great recruiter, he's a great X's and O's coach, and that's why I like about him a lot. Uh, Arizona beat Cincinnati. San Diego State and Creighton mm-hmm. to get to the title. Now, if you laid the two and a half with Arizona in the title game, you're not so happy yeah. because that was a, up a late, 14, right? Oh, in the yeah. second and half, it was like a late nine point lead, yeah. and then and the Cats end up winning 81 to 79. Uh, but Arizona gets to win in the tournament, and I was impressed. Uh, first of all, I think San Diego State's legit, even though Arizona beat the Aztecs 87 to 70 in the second round, and Arkansas beat San Diego State in overtime. You had to be impressed with Arkansas. You had to be impressed with Creighton and San Diego State, in addition to Arizona. I think Ohio State's going to be a solid team in the Big Ten too. I was at the uh, sitting courtside for the Ohio State San Diego State game, and Bryce Sensabaugh, who was the Mr. Basketball out of Florida last year, uh, Sean. He's six six. He's been described as like, I guess, a poor man's or a Zion Williamson light. He's a, he's a solid player. He's going to be probably I would say the best freshman in the Big Ten, if not one. Of, you know, probably one of the top three freshmen in the Big Ten. He's so physically mature and gifted. He needs to be playing more minutes, and I think that's something that Chris Holtman, the Buckeyes coach, is going to uh, figure out here shortly. That if he really wants to win, he's going to have to play this freshman. He did. He came off the bench, and I thought he's their second best player in the tournament. And a lot of times you see that early in the season. A coach doesn't want to hand a freshman a starting job. Makes to earn it. But they, uh, you gotta yeah, you got to earn it. But this kid's earned it. He's legit. Mr. Basketball out of Florida. Keep your eye on Bryce Sensabaugh uh, for the Buckeyes. But I'll tell you what uh, kind of jumps out to me here early in the season. Because I wrote the top 50 power ratings for the v College Basketball Betting Guide. And, uh, you know, always you're going to have to adjust your ratings in the month right. of November or December. It's a very fluid situation. And I always say, never are my ratings worse than they are in the preseason. After you see a couple weeks, things change a little bit. No longer would North Carolina be my number one. Oh, team. yeah. Not, not even at close. All. Not, not even at all. Close they right don't now. play any defense. They're trying to coast. I don't They're know what Caleb Love is doing. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's not a <laughs> motivated North Carolina team uh, at this point right now. And I think Ken Pomeroy at kenpom.com had North Carolina number 17 going into yesterday's game when Carolina beat Portland 89-81. to yeah. uh, Had to struggle to get that win. But, Sean, what I was going to say, the, what jumps out to me right now is the Blue Bloods are fading a little bit here early in the season. North Carolina, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, and UCLA, those five teams have not played up to expectations here in the first few weeks.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, I'm a diehard Duke fan. Oh, and, uh, I can't. We got a, a saying on Feast in Primetime with me and Tim Murray <laughs> when something has no shot. We have no shot. The only thing we are is tall. <laughs> That's it. But I will say this, and uh, we had Tom Crean, former uh, Georgia-Indiana Marquette coach on yesterday, sure. uh, me and Stormy, and he agreed with me. to The three most impressive teams early, and uh, as you say, it's a fluid situation as you know, young players get more experience, coaches figure out their rotations with transfers, uh, losses, and additions. Arizona, Houston, and Texas – are the three yeah. teams right now that I probably would Those put a future wager on that look capable of winning a championship
3: this year? I agree with uh, Tom Crean and you as well because uh, Arizona's odds have been chopped essentially in half. You could have had Arizona last week at 30 to 1 or maybe even a little bit higher. Now you're going to find somewhere around 15 to 1, 20 to 1 might be the best you get on Arizona. Houston looks like the number one team in college that basketball right normal. now. They really do. And Texas. Top five team. I had Texas rated number nine in my preseason, and I bet Texas at 30 to 1 to win the whole thing. And I uh, feel pretty good about that bet right now. We got Texas at 30 to 1, Indiana at 40, and Oregon at 60. I'm happy with two of those three bets because I'm a Oregon big, does not
2: look very good. I'm a right big now. Chris Beard fan. And listen, I know they got a brand new arena. Uh, he's done a great job of creating motion on campus to get behind men's basketball. Sure. So the environment was crazy. But the best performance I've seen this year is Texas's game versus Gonzaga. I mean, they looked outstanding. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, that was – I thought Texas played its A game. That was at the Moody Center, the new arena in Austin, which uh, looks, uh, I would say, state-of-the-art. And uh, Chris Beard's creating a lot of enthusiasm behind Texas basketball. That's the one thing. When I'm betting college hoops futures, I want to bet on my favorite coaches as long as they have the talent. Chris Beard's got the talent at Texas this year, I really think. And you know what? Tommy Lloyd, uh, I think he's got the talent at Arizona too. They're good. Uh, so if you can find an Arizona future out there at 20 to 1 or higher, I would say go ahead and buy it. Um, I think Arizona could be the best team in the Pac-12. Probably is the best team in the Pac-12 right now as I as I talk about the Blue Bloods fading with uh, Carolina, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, and UCLA. Bruins have lost to Illinois and Baylor early in the season. They're 4-2. Kentucky, I still think, has an extremely high ceiling. With uh, Oscar Chibwe injured Mm -hmm. at the start of the season, this uh, Kentucky team's got a lot of growth yet, and I think you're going to see that team play its best basketball probably in February and March, assuming Oscar uh, stays healthy. But Kentucky 4-2, UCLA 4-2. The thing with Duke, uh, I question and the athletes are there. Duke's a little short-handed right now. They're not at full strength. The three-point shooting, Sean, five for twenty-nine yesterday in that game against Oregon State, fifty-four to fifty-one. Blue Devils barely escape against the Beavers, twenty-point uh, favorites in that game. Yeah, twenty-point favorites <laughs> and win by three, and you shoot five for twenty-nine from three. Duke's uh, perimeter shooting is going to be uh, have to be a lot better, I think. I don't think Duke's the complete team that
2: can get it done. I hate terrain on your. Oh, body. listen, I'm I'm okay. I'm Captain Obvious, and I'm looking at it, and I I tweeted out no shot. <laughs> I'm just, I wouldn't I'm say not, no shot. Uh, no shot, man. i um, I thought I thought we were gonna get Jeremy Roach to transfer, and he's like our best guard by far. So <laughs> we have no shot whatsoever. I will say this: we got about thirty seconds mm-hmm. before we go to break. Georgetown's an auto fade. Can I auto fade oh, UCLA God. as well?
3: No, nah, you can't auto fade. Okay.
2: UCLA, by the way, just won a game by 50 points two nights
3: ago. So beat Pepperdine. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick Ewing. I had to throw that shot out there. You guys stink. Uh, Patrick Ewing, <laughs> been a big disappointment at Georgetown. But yeah, that's a, that's a fade. There's no question about it. All right, we have a loaded show. Nigel Seeley, Aaron Renning, Tim Brando, Jimmy Ott. Uh, we're going to talk about Lane Kiffin next. Is he going to be the next coach at Auburn? Stay tuned. Toop. Fall sports in full swing. BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops better. BetRivers has you covered. Join every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. The puck daddy, Sean King, (laughs) has a few tips for you. Friday night, college football, bet and get, and Sunday football parlay insurance and more. Head to BetRivers.com. Or download the Bet Rivers app today. All right, Sean, we're going to have a pro tip in this hour. I'm also going to tease to a college hoops play that I have for you next week that you're going to like. All right. And uh, we'll do that later in the show. But we just got finished talking about the Maui Invitational and college hoops. I've got a play on my radar for next week that is, uh, I think, going to be a good one. And we'll talk about that uh, later in the show. Uh, Sean, let's talk college football now because – we're going to have Tim Brando, Jimmy Ott on in the final hour. Tim Brando of Fox Sports, Jimmy Ott of uh, Bet Rivers and ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. These guys are in the heart of SEC country. And right now, Lane Kiffin is the, uh, the hot name. The report out there from the most credible sources is that Lane Kiffin coached his final game last night in the Egg Bowl, and it was a loser. He lost to Mississippi State 24-22, and he's going to be off to take the Auburn job. Do you believe that?
2: Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. And this is a tough part of the year from an information standpoint because, like, some really solid, credentialed, reliable outlets can still get accurate information, but information that's a part of someone trying to angle. So when someone says Lane's going to Auburn, I truly believe it. Mm -hmm. I've heard from guys on that staff that that's – internally the feeling that Lane is going to Auburn. Guys are trying to angle him to make sure that they come with him. Some guys kind of see the writing on the wall, so they're trying to prepare, you know, for having to find a job. But the interesting one was I also got a a very interesting call that said Mike Leach is seriously considering retiring as head coach at Mississippi State. So we could find ourselves with both Mississippi jobs in the SEC open and available. I get why Lane wants to go to Auburn. And here's why, Matt. They're a bigger football brand than Ole Miss. And this is not a knock at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a a top 20 program. Auburn's a top 10. Ole Miss is not top 25 right now. Well, I'm just talking about resources, commitment to winning. Auburn's going to be top 10 in
3: terms of resources and uh, spending, NIL deals. All of that. Uh, Auburn's going to do everything it can to compete with Alabama and beat Alabama. And that's why Lane Kiffin wants that job so badly. Uh, you're not going to find a job where they're going to spend more to help you win. Now, I will
2: give you one piece of information that I did receive. Okay. Lane is slightly hesitant because there is a belief within circles. If AM loses this season finale, mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher could be out as Aggie's coach, and that job is number one for Lane. Would it be
3: number one for you? Would you take AM over Auburn? One hundred percent.
2: You're one hundred percent on a lot of things today. You're not wavering at all That's good. because okay. you. you uh, I, uh, if you've never been to College Station, I'm just talking oh, to the people listening yeah. and, uh, and 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 watching. <clears throat> Man, every building is named after one of the Bushes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got but so you know. much money in College Station. I mean, their payroll matches what the Houston Texans are paying out right now. I'm telling you. They're, well, com- they're, they're comparable.
3: Gonna, if they're going to buy out Jimbo Fisher, they're going to have to put out
2: 86000000 million. I've heard they got to a buy couple of guys out. that are so fed up because they feel embarrassed. You know, it's one thing to pay for something. It's another thing to not get any return on your investment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I said this, and uh, there was a Texas A&M fan who used to tweet in all the time. Every time A&M would, now what are you going to say about Jimbo Fisher? I said... I hate the contract. I hate the hire. I think he's the most overrated coach in college football. I was saying this when we were on VCU five years ago. Okay, and their A and M fan used to attack me all the time whenever A and M would win a big game, which was not too often. (laughs) Okay, where is where are you now? Right? Huh? Are you still defending Jimbo Fisher? Aren't they just in a dogfight with UMass? Yeah, no kidding. You got to spend eighty six million to buy out. Uh, How bad was that contract? That's the worst contract in the history of college sports, Sean. It's not even close.
2: Because it was given out on something that was false. Right. And because of Jameis, he has this moniker of being this quarterback developer, and that's the only quarterback Jimbo's ever had. And Jameis was as good when he got to Florida State as he was when he left.
3: No doubt about it. (laughs) Okay, so you've got all the resources that you need to win at a and I think you're going to have all the resources you need at, oh. at, at Auburn as well. The, the reason I would not be crazy about the Auburn job is you're in the same state with Nick Saban. Um,
2: that makes it tough. I do think he's looking at it like how much longer does Saban have. I mean, Saban's what, in his 70s now? I don't look it. Yeah. But the number is is getting pretty high. At some point – whether it's three years, he's seventy-one. So whether, whether it's two years, whether it's four years, at some point you have to see Nick phasing his way into maybe being an athletic director or the director of the new college football playoff. As could he expands, be. you know he's not going to stand on the sideline forever. So maybe Lane's looking at it like that. <laughs> I
3: don't
2: know or he just.
3: Could you imagine the interviews with Nick Saban when he's the director of the college football playoff and the ESPN trust? As a dog and pony show every week. Uh, Hey Nick, can you explain why these teams are ranked where they are this week? I think that um, I do love Auburn in the Iron in the Iron Bowl. Plus the points, getting twenty one. Yeah, Cadillac's been doing a low key good job. He has been actually. Auburn should have won that game a year ago.
2: Yeah, I don't think this is an elite. Brian Harsin blew that game a year ago. That was a terrible hire from the beginning.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't know anyone. Take a guy from
2: Boise, Idaho. No offense to Boise, Idaho. Great city if you've never been there, actually. But uh, oh, it's great. I don't know if Boise State to Auburn is, is well, like and, the pathway And the Boise success. program
3: was on the decline yeah. under Brian Harson at the end. You say, why, why would you uh, make that hire if you're at Auburn? Didn't make any sense to me. I thought it was an odd fit, and I think most people would agree. Uh, and that's not hindsight. We were saying that when he was hired. Auburn right now, a 22-point dog uh, to the tide. In the Iron Bowl. You know, at Auburn, you have Bo Jackson. Uh, For my money, Sean, the greatest
2: athlete of all time, Bo Jackson. I would agree with that. Um, Bo knows football. Was that the – was it Reebok or Nike commercial? I mean, that was kind of – you know, when I saw him run on that wall in the Kansas City uh, Royals game (laughs) when he caught the – and, and the, the the generation now because we didn't have social media, so even like clips of Bo Jackson are not like readily available. I agree. I don't know if I would say About the, I probably say one of, but I mean he was tremendous. Not gonna hundred 100 percent agree. No, nah, not on that one. Okay, it's, it's hard to quantify he, that, but oh, I will it's say this. Hard. Yeah, when he ran out of the, and what was that Monday night against the Seahawks? When he ran to the tunnel <laughs> before the hip injury? Oh when he yeah, was, uh, the running
3: back. Tremendous. For the Raiders, I actually Bo Jackson, my favorite all-time athlete. I'll put it that way, and uh, you're going to be hard to. It's going to be hard for you to find anybody who was better at two sports uh, than Bo Jackson was in baseball I wish, and football.
2: I wish we did a, a better job celebrating our, our athletes. I don't know that I've ever seen more than maybe four or five clips from Bo Jackson at Auburn. Well, Bo Jackson
3: wanted Deion Sanders at Auburn, Charles Barkley, another Auburn. Uh, product He wanted Dion Sanders. Let's hear from Lane Kiffin after the Egg Bowl talking about whether
4: or not he's going to
3: be the Ole Miss coach going forward.
4: I think when um, it was falsely reported by John, who's now famous, congratulations, um, that you can just write whatever you want. And I would do it too, I think, because you're never held accountable and you get to become famous and maybe you'll be right. So John did it. So then I had to have a team meeting to say his article was wrong. Um, which would love to know these unnamed sources from John. but So, yes, I had to deal, had to have a team meeting because of that. They don't, when there's other stuff and chat rooms and all that stuff, but when a reporter writes it, it changes
3: the game with it. Is he pouting? Is he saying part of the reason we lost is because that report was put out there by John, who's now famous, and I had to have a team meeting? Like I'm disappointed
2: in Lane. That's weak. Because like what's good for the goose, Matt, has to be good for the gander. Like, he utilizes social media and oh, yeah. the media that covers Ole Miss to, you know, propagate and, you know, project like his messaging all the time. Like you can't come on, Lane. Like, you're you're better than that. Like, you're a master of social media. You can never play the victim. You're the most, like, one of the most antagonistic head coaches of a big-time program I've ever seen. You don't hesitate to poke the bear, oh, yeah. to take a shot, to use an opportunity to use Twitter or one of your social media platforms to kind of get under the skin of somebody else. So you can't then turn around and be sensitive. It's just, In the big boys' club – That's a rule breaker, Lane. I know him personally. Come on, man. Stop being sick. Got a pro tip
3: here from Sean King. Always factor off-the-field distractions into your handicap. Specifically Ole Miss, which was favored last night in the Egg Bowl and lost outright to Mississippi State. Was that the final game for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss? I think so. He's headed on to a bigger, better job uh, very soon. Anyway, that wraps up hour number one. We have Plenty of college football, NFL, and college hoops picks. NBA as well. Stay tuned, VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: The BetRivers Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. BetRivers Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit. And all bonuses are only one-time play-through. Amazing offers and great customer service makes BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook.